ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd, how you doing, buddy? Good, Jeremy. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing good. Good, good. I'm tired, but I'm good. You had a you had a birthday. I, first, I guess we'll let everybody know we I didn't we didn't record last week, and that's my fault. Our little factory is too busy, and we missed a birthday. You had a birthday last not last week, the week before. Or was it last week? It was last week. Oh, okay. On December four. Oh, okay. My I'm all discombobulated right now. I don't know what's up or down. Yeah, you do anything uh, for your birthday? Not really. No, no, not at all. Um, just chillaxed and that was it. Right on. You know, once you had a couple, you know, do you really need to celebrate the rest? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. it's kind of redundant. Same thing every year. <laughs> Happiness, joy, cake, presents. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's funny. Right on. You know, it just dawned on me. What's that? You live in the frozen white north. Yeah. You shut down this time every year because you're making stuff. Yeah. Are you Santa Claus in undercover? <laughs> right, yeah. Come on. Yeah, I feel I feel like it. And then <laughs> we call our kids the elves. <laughs> it's funny because our little guy Foster, I don't know why, but for some reason he wanted a Santa Claus hat. And so we're like, okay, sure, whatever. So I don't know where Steph found it at. It would have been Walmart because we don't ever go to Walmart, but like maybe Michael's or some craft supply house. <laughs> Went to the mall and pulled it off some drunk Santa. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so anyways, he's been wearing this around everywhere. I, I don't know why. He's, he's, he's a funny guy. Different than all the rest of our kids. He's got his own little drummer up there, and that's all he hears. But, uh, yeah, he wears his around. And then we were at uh, – uh, went to Cabela's. And the, uh, two days ago, we took the kids into youth group at night, and then we just kind of walk around, kill some time, and uh, there's a Santa Claus there, and nobody's around until <laughs> we walk past them, and Santa Claus starts talking because he's got his Santa Claus hat on, and he's like, you want a picture? He's like, no. <laughs> it's free. No. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's funny. Yeah, we, we, did, uh, we walked around there without masks on. And the people give you the weirdest looks. <laughs> it's like, what? What are you doing? You don't have a mask on. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm done. I'm not playing this game anymore. But, you yeah, know, things have been busy for us. And uh, we, sh- well, we're not accepting any more orders that ship out in time for Christmas. Uh, we, we might be able to, but at the same time, you know, the fun part about Christmas, like the one thing my like my wife loves doing is the making the gingerbread houses with the kids. Um, you know, every day, every other day, making a different type of a Christmas cookie, you know, cause there's so many Christmas cookies and you got to have them all. And just taking that time, right? Like, uh, before, you know, when I, whenever I worked for a company, I never just took off a lot of time before, even after Christmas, you know, uh, if it was like the double time on Christmas Eve, I was working Christmas Eve. But some places you have to for regular pay. But um, but then, you know, my wife was at home. So she'd spend, you know, the weeks before Christmas decorating the house, baking, and all the fun stuff that comes with Christmas, you know. And with us just going flat out like a lizard drinking, we don't have time for that stuff. And so that's why we kind of shut it down. So hopefully by next Friday, which would be the 17th, we'll be done is that the 16th? I don't know how to do math right now. But and then, you know, I still got some stuff to do. I'm going to get a little bit ahead, like get some signs ready because as soon as uh, you know, Christmas over, we're going to have to start. We'll still get a lot of orders between here and there. Uh, like but we get like 10 or 20 a day now since we've shut it off instead of <laughs> 100 or 150, you know. But I'm gonna get all that all that stuff done from my end and ready. So I'll still be doing a little bit once we're done shipping stuff. But that could just be an eight hour day if I want it to be, or if I just want to work six hours that day. That's all it'll be. 
But I'm excited to oh, be on the on the downslope. You know, our numbers we've we've stopped it, and so now our numbers of of uh, outstanding orders are shrinking instead of constantly growing. So, a feeling of relief. What's been going on in your world? Oh, nothing, n- nothing. I I don't even know where this week went. Yeah. Uh, Got some a couple of pieces of furniture for the, you know, the Todd room downstairs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no Chesterfield know. yet. No, I just, you know, I got to get it up and running. Well, I don't have to, but I want to. For a while, I'm still looking for that. I just went and got, uh, like the his and hers recliners. Oh yeah. Not really good ones, but not you know Walmart ones either. So somewhere in between. That I won't feel bad replacing, but are yeah. comfortable in the meantime. Right on. That's and then cool. I'll just sell them locally on the marketplace and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, um, so we turn our, what's that? I was about to say, because people around here buy a bucket of dog poop on marketplace. <laughs> That's funny. You know what I, I've, so what I, sometimes I'll look for bicycles and so we've got an app. You guys don't have, there's called Kijiji, K-I-J-I-J. Oh my God. Shocking. Yeah. It's an eBay company. It's kind of weird, but you guys use Craigslist and here Craigslist isn't, isn't big in Canada, but anyways, I'll go in Kijiji sometimes and that's where I find all my, my surly bicycles and, or I'll look for bicycle parts if there's something I'm looking for and I'll find somebody that will have one bicycle part. I'm like, oh, cool. And then you're looking at it, you can see like a little information on the seller. It'll have a star rating. If people have submitted, they'll have, you know, one to five stars. And then how many listings that they have. And look, and some people are like, what, it's got 97 listings? What is this? And so you click on all, it'll, you just click that and it'll show you all his listings. <laughs> and some people sell the dumbest stuff like <laughs> wicker, like a weaved garbage basket, $2. <laughs> it's like, dude, was that even worth putting on there? Or like ten coat hangers, miscellaneous, fifty cents. <laughs> like somebody could have drive to your house and give you fifty cents for miscellaneous, like non matching coat hangers. They I will. don't <laughs> I'd like to meet those people. <laughs> so stupid. Scotch tape dispenser, about fifty percent remaining. <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> it's like, man, come on. That's crazy. I don't I don't use marketplace too much, but there's a lot of that crazy stuff on there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I saw an ad recently. It's not there anymore. I, so I don't know if it sold or the guy deleted it. Yeah. But he had he had a trailer and it was old and rusty. And he fixed it up. So he took all the old boards off. He took the axles off, the brakes, all that, and replaced everything. So all the rotting, rusty parts he put on Marketplace to sell. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's, it's so, I don't understand people that think that. You know what I mean? It's like if it's at the end of its life cycle, it is at the end of its life cycle. Should probably just get scrapped. That's funny. Have you ever bought any guns on Marketplace? I know they're not allowed to sell them now, are they? No. You're you're buy one when they before they crack down on that. No, I did. I've I have bought uh, one or two on a private sale. Mm-hmm. Because uh, at the time I lived in, you know. Couldn't do private sale states. Mm, and since I've, right before we left Missouri, I bought a couple private sale because they were fine. It was just, but moved to Maryland. No, no private sales. All have to go through a dealer. Hmm. Uncle Sugar has to know where every gun is. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's one of the worst, um, you know, illegal guns states there are seems like the the harder you crack down on the second amendment the worse oh yeah the illegal guns become because you're not focusing on the problem and that's the freaking criminal yeah yeah 
you know, close the revolving door on the jail. Um, either you're a menace to society or you're rehabilitated. There's no in-between. Yeah. So if you're not a menace to society and you're rehabilitated, you should be at home. Yeah. If you are a menace and you have not been rehabilitated, you should be in jail. Yep. End of statement. Yeah. It's so crazy, isn't it? And you know, I am about sick and tired. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm about sick and tired of seeing murderers and rapists getting, you know, life and getting out in seven, eight, nine, ten years. And you've got, you know, some poor schmuck that was forced to, you know, carry a pound of marijuana from one state to another doing 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so crazy. Um, well, like, do, you, do you hear about that gun? This is not new news, but like that shootout in Chicago. Which one? There's like 50 a weekend. <laughs> yeah. So there's one is two gangs and one guy was killed. Two were two others were injured and there were 70 rounds fired. Not charges weren't pressed against a single one of them. And they said it's because it was, oh, what is it? Oh, shoot. I forget the term, but it's basically when two parties agree to, not, not conceded, something conflict. Like agreed conflict. There's a different term that they actually use, but consenting conflict, it's not that, but it's something. Basically, say if, if we're in a bar and it's like, you know, bumping me, hey, boy, what are you doing? It's like, what are you doing? You want to fight? Yeah, let's fight. Okay, cool. So now, like, neither of us can claim assault, you know, that we've been a victim of assault. Neither can claim self-defense. We've both agreed to get into a conflict. And that's what it's designed for. So if two guys get in a bar fight and say, yeah, they wanted to go at it and they went at it, cool. We're not doing anything with you guys. But this was literally a shootout in the streets, like in the street. And it's like, no, nope, no charges. This was agreed upon conflict. It's like, wow, that's Chicago for you. The old platypus. Well, oh, no, we got an illegal, you know, we got to, you know, make everything about legal gun ownership illegal. Mm-hmm. And yet you can't say anything about the gang-related stuff because, you know, white privilege caused that. Yeah. No, it didn't. Yeah. You know, every day you wake up and you make an endless, endless chain of choices. You make them. Yeah. You know, do I get out of bed or do I go to back to sleep? You know, do I use this restroom or that restroom? Do I have coffee or tea? You know, everything you do is a choice. And picking up a gun, picking up a crack pipe, beating your wife, going to church. It's all a choice. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't. I have been around addicts. I've studied them. I've been around alcoholics. I was raised by one. Um, I've been around murderers, rapists, pedophiles uh, in my professional life, studying them and putting them behind bars, uh, tracking them down. It's all a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, alcoholism isn't a disease. Um, it causes diseases, but it's not a disease. Mm-hmm. You know, being addicted to heroin, not a disease. It's a choice. Yeah. I'll admit it's a tough choice. There are really tough choices out there. Still a choice. Yeah. And chemical dependencies, not a disease, but it actually creates like physical triggers and desires right it's not just like once you start doing that then it, oh yeah you you're jonesing like the, yeah. you know like nobody's business oh my god i gotta have it gotta have it yeah do you yeah. do you really or are you just so weak you can't say no i think once they start and once they get deep deep down like if you're addicted to some pretty hard crazy stuff it but is it once is you, physical once they thing. get clean they all yeah. have the same story i was just too weak i didn't know what the triggers were Huh. What I told you back then, you're weak. Yeah, yeah. You know, admit your life stinks, but it's a choice to stay there or a choice to get up and go find something better for yourself. Yeah. You know, if I, if I can crawl out of the just white trash squalor I was raised in to get where I'm at now, mm-hmm. anybody can succeed. Yeah. You know, my God, a black woman in the 60s and 70s 
came up in the most male dominant society entertainment TV to become Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. You know, it's out, you know, Barack Obama became president of apparently a, you know, you know, white privileged country. Yeah. Yeah, no, I it, that's true, I agree. Everything's it, a choice. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm not going to give them any quarter, none. I understand the difficulties. You know, I do. Especially heroin addicts. Oh my lord. Um yeah. I have seen someone day one come in higher than I have seen anybody high. So high, they're high a day and a half later. Hmm. You know, they're still not down. And then the doctors don't know how they didn't OD. Yeah. It's just their body was so used to heroin. You know, I think day one they took that much heroin, they'd be dead. Yeah. This is 20 years into a heroin addiction. Uh, and a, apparently they had a friend as a heroin, a homeless street urchin, you know, heroin addict. And during this high, they saw their friend murdered. And they're like, ah, I got to get clean. So hmm. this is when I met them and, you know, went th- through that process with them for six months, eight months, a year of clean and, you know, job, you know, first apartment, all that. And by the way, they never had a friend and they weren't murdered. It was all in their head. So Really? Yeah. They created an entire life in their head. Wow. That's crazy. Um, just to deal with the fact that they didn't want to be where they were. They were just too weak to quit putting a needle in their arm. So they made up an a, uh, an imaginary friend, and yeah. every minute of every day they were together, and they were just pretending. Wow! You know, it got so real to them they could see them. Yeah. And that's crazy to hear, hear to hear his story about, you know, why he thinks he created the friend, how he did it, what they would do. It, it it'll give you chills because you're like. Oh, this isn't sad. No, dude, you are crazy. Huh? How can a human being do that to themselves? How can they get that way? And how can we take your lesson and apply that to other people to try to prevent them? Yeah. And one thing that doesn't work more than it does work, but I suppose if it helps one person, it's worth it. Are these former addicts going around talking? To a bunch of addicts saying, "Oh, this is how bad I was," and now yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because in the addict's mind, most of the time, what they're hearing is, "Um, I'm better than you." Mm. Uh, and that's the last thing an addict needs to hear. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Because hmm. people are like, "Oh, you have to hit rock bottom." Do you? Do you really? That's just a cop-out. At any moment, you can just decide, I want to quit. Now, you you may need some serious help quitting, or you might just be able to walk away. It just depends on the person, how far they are into the addiction, what they're addicted to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're addicted to Snickers, it's way different than heroin. (laughs) Yeah, it's so much harder to give up those Snickers, man. God, it is. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Is my 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 daughter's like you know you're gonna have to give up sugar? Nope, I'm leaving here. I'm gonna go order a coffin. Yeah, right. <laughs> what? Yeah. But it's your life, yeah. So it's sugar. Come on, yeah. Sugar, sugar is life. Yeah. You know, there's three things that are key to happiness. What are those? Money, sugar, family. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, as I get older, I'm not, I used to be sugar, sugar guy, but now I'm more like I'm turning into a salt. I like the salty thing. Like at nighttime for watching TV, like, oh, just give me some chips. You know, I need that salt. I, and I'm a both kind of guy. Yeah, me too. Get salted caramel. Just oh, One my of my word. best things I can have for a late night snack is this really sweet and hot beef jerky. And it's really hot and really sweet. 
Yeah. And I'll, I'll take a piece of beef jerky and eat it. You know, take a bite and eat it. And then I'll eat a Funyun. Ooh, that'd be good. Beef jerky and a Funyun. Beef jerky yeah. and a Funyun. <laughs> Best healthy. thing in the world. That sounds healthy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't oh. do that anymore. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, Um, about a month or so ago, uh, I was brushing and flossing and water picking. Yep. And I have a... I have some this? crowns on the right side of my mouth. Okay. And one of my upper crowns, the one in the very back, came loose. Yeah. It hasn't fallen off. It's still like on there, but it's loose. Yeah. Like, now, man. So trying to get an appointment, and they're, you know, about a month, two, three, four out. And uh, in fact, you can't get an appointment. Any dentist office anywhere near here within 100 miles, unless it's an emergency. And oh, we know that because Danette called every one of them. Yeah. Uh, Why? And Because uh, we both have a crown that fell off. And, well, last night, after I ate, I'm like, man, I need to. I had that one weird thing caught in your teeth. So I came mm. in here, lost, went to water pick, blew off one of my bottom crowns just completely. Oh, no. So I've got the that temporary glue stuff uh, holding it in. And what it is is. It's not that I don't take care of my teeth. It's I clench and I grind all night long. Uh-huh. And I just work those things loose over uh-huh. time. It's In fact, lot. you know, I, I've actually ruined a perfectly healthy tooth because the crowns they make are harder than your real tooth. And I grind them so much, you know, hmm. I've not only ground through a mouth guard, I've ground through a real tooth. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so why why are the uh, dentists so busy? Is it is it because they're limiting capacity because of the sniffles or no? Just... Um, and I've asked, and they're like, "Oh, it's always this way." I'm like, really? Great. Oh. I, I don't know if it has to do with the the uh, the socioeconomic issues in this area mm. oh, okay you know i don't know uh, yeah. i'm assuming cause we have such a mix between very rich and very poor yeah and a bunch of hill hillbillies i mean literally they live in the hills yeah um i got one right down the road here uh, very nice very nice but hillbilly yeah uh, still makes his own moonshine just saying oh yeah that's one thing i'd like to learn how to do and his, uh, but you can't stand near him long enough oh, to learn anything because yeah. he reeks. Yeah. And it, the, dude, that's the guy whose pants were moldy. <laughs> that's disgusting. I'm <laughs> but, not kidding. But I'm a I thought it was dirty at first. I'm like, that's mold. Your pants are moldy. Ugh. He's like, eh, eh probably. Oh. <laughs> So I knew I knew a guy like that. Um, so when we, when my dad bought his land uh, outside of, he bought a quarter section, and then right beside it was another quarter section, and uh, he's since bought that one as well. But there's this guy; his name was Miles, and he lived in the house there, uh, old bachelor, same thing, and old, just an old elky. And so part of the deal was that my dad told him because he had a, a land on here. His, it was his brother, who was actually a smart businessman, who owned that quarter section and was selling it. And he said, I just don't know what to do about my brother, Miles. And my dad said, you know what? Here's the deal. All I want to do, he just bought the land because he wanted it. And then he just rents it out to the guy that he rents the rest of his land out to, to farm. And he said, how's this? He said, Miles always been friendly with me. And uh, like we'd have him over, every Christmas we'd have him over. And I remember as a kid, I didn't, well, a kid, like we moved there when I was 14, but I hated it because... He stunk to high heavens. Probably the exact same type of thing. Like, I, I guarantee he hadn't cleaned himself, bathed in months. Like, like, like the crease of his arms. You know if you get, you're out working, say you're doing dusty work and sweating, and you get that, the lines from, you know, oh, he had that stuff. Like, like, but permanent and stuff. Just, he was so stinky. Oh, oh. I always thought we always, we always think, could you imagine being a healthcare worker? Say this guy, 
you know, he accidents to get hit by a car and he's in the hospital. Can you imagine being that healthcare worker that has to do anything to this guy? <laughs> Can you imagine that? He he has passed oh, yeah. away since, but oh my goodness. That's that's nuts. Well the uh a kind of comedic and kind of healthcare related podcast I listen to every once in a while. There was a nurse, she's a senior uh, nurse at a an emergency room, but it's also like a clinic yep. for uh, that allows homeless people to come in, and they're in Seattle. And she's has some stories about oh, nasty. No, I bet. Like, she was describing one individual that came in, and they were so caked in goo. <laughs> I mean, on their skin, not their clothing, their skin. That they had to scrape it off with like a spackle wow. trowel. You know? Wow! Yeah. It's turned. They into- thought their skin was going to come off. So normally we get these people, and this is what she's saying: we we soak them in like a hot saline solution. <laughs> In a bath, let's just say lacquer thinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like it did nothing. Wow, nothing to this person. He said I don't know how long poop was caked to the back of their leg, but oh. skin was grown over part of it. Wow, and that was the one of the problem. They were their their whole system went uh, septic, septic, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they wound up dying from it, but because there was nothing they could do by the time. That's poisoning, right? Is it septic? Yeah. yeah. You know, just poisoning the whole system. Yeah. Like because putting like, poop in an open wound. Yeah. Because you think about it, like your skin's an organ. And oh, yeah. you you transmit, like I always just think about, like I just imagine the, the constant source of toxins that are being uh, ingested through, I guess, yeah, through the skin. Hey? Like yeah, that, I mean, that's you know, they, why our... You know, the stuff gets on our skin. It acts as a filter. System. We're constantly shedding that outer layer. You know, so it has its own, you know, Protective kind of mechanism. protection. But I'm yeah. not I'm not sure the you know, the uh size of the filter element. <laughs> yeah. Or if it's never ever cleaned, right? Like it's just constantly caked on there. <clears throat> you know, like yeah. You put those uh quit smoking patches on your skin and that's like that's one way you could administer medications yeah. is through the skin so if you've got all this dirt and sludge and crap on your skin that's just slowly like leaching into your body oh that's gross this is a dirty podcast <laughs> i feel gross just talking to like thinking yep. about filthy filthy filthiness like that Ugh. yuck when I was a kid, I thought it was so funny. Like, I was, I was raised very, very conservative. Like, I wasn't allowed to listen to radio because, you know, Satan's out to get you in the radio. Uh, part of that I agree with now, but I used, used to think I used to think we're, this was, we're cutting in and out. Oh, are we? That's on my end, I think. Anyways, I was just saying when I was a little kid, you know, I was, went to a Christian private school and stuff, and I remember I thought it was the funniest thing. My friend came up to me once. He said, hey, Jer. I'm like, yeah. You want to hear a dirty joke? I'm like, yeah. He goes, a white sheep fell into the mud. <laughs> I thought that was so funny when I was a little kid. Oh, Use those ones on yeah. my youngest now. I heard that same one a different way. It had to do with a, a bear in the woods, a white rabbit, and, you know, yeah. no leaves in reach. There you go, yeah. Do you mind getting... No, do you mind it when you get poop on your fur? Oh no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think you had a bad day? <laughs> That's right. Hey. <laughs> yep. 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 Oh, I got a new camera. I saw evidence of that. Yeah, pretty lame evidence. Um, hey. You know, Evidence, nonetheless. Yeah, you're. I don't care how busy you are. During the busiest day of your busiest season, you have more of a social media presence than I do. So, <laughs> no, that was on Sundays. Yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't work on Sundays. That's the deal. Except we, this it kind of bugs me. I, I'm not super super strict, but I think you need to have a day to rest. You know, 
Uh, I mean, we go to church, um, but like the day, the, the idea behind Sundays is like, okay, this is for me to recover. And right now, like we need that recovery. Like, so I think three or f- three nights last week, I worked till about 10 o'clock. Uh, one, I think Saturday night, I worked till 1030 and that's from seven in the morning, right? Like no joke. And we don't, I don't, we're doing good if we get dinner, like together as a family. And, oh, man, our diet is so bad during this rush. Uh, but still lose weight because we just don't eat. Like, most of the times I'll just, I don't have breakfast. And then it'll be like 2 o'clock. I'm like, oh, I should eat something. And then a lot of times I don't. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick up pizza for supper tonight. And so I'll just have, like, pizza once a day. And it's, like, so bad for you. But you're so busy. And I'm, I'm drinking lots of water. So it's funny because I'm just eating garbage food, <laughs> like, not nutritious. Just, just buy two pizzas. And then eat the cold pizza the next day throughout the yeah, day. Yeah, I should actually do that. I should. It's so desperate that we've actually we're actually going to Costco and buying those pre-made <laughs> meals like chicken pot pie that you just have to bake. And I'm like, you know, if, if that's your thing, that's fine. But like, my wife is an incredible cook, and she loves to cook. And so this is kind of like a low blow for us to have to have something that is pre-made or like a pre-made lasagna that you just throw in there. Oh man, that's how you know th- <laughs> that's how you know things are rough because that is not good food. I-, I don't care what anybody says. You know, if you got a if you got a decently high standard of what good quality delicious food is, that ain't it. But well, it's people that are like, oh, I you know, how do you like your steak? Well done. That means they've never had a good steak. Yeah, and my that's my dad. You know, my dad has has gone to some great restaurants and well done, well done. <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, just, I don't know, it's funny. I'm not like, a, I can't have it like super red. Like medium is where I like it, right? Like I still like the the very center to be red. Uh, I like it to be at a nice temperature, decent yeah, temperature medium. when I get That's it. the perfect. Yeah. I see guys that'll do it like cool blue. I'm like, oh, dude, that's not cool, man. That's, that's You're eating raw beef, which I am not. Well, if that. you want to have raw meat, eat carpaccio. Don't eat a raw steak. You know, yeah. It, What's carpaccio? It's a uh, an appetizer. It's very thinly sliced. I mean, thin. Yeah. Tissue paper thin. Uh, incredible cut of meat. Is it beef? Dress. Yeah. Dressed okay. with. Uh, you can have. I've seen tuna. I've seen uh, beef. A lot of beef. I had beef in France. Uh, and now they're starting to do this. Uh, one kind of pork, because hmm. now that you know all this crap we've heard all our whole lives about, you know, undercooked pork, undercooked pork. Well, no, you can, but you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's all about the source of the meat, not the meat. Yeah, you know. Yeah. How long has it been off the hoof? Yeah. Yeah, and then the handling of it and how the the yeah. restaurant and everything, yeah. I've had, like, well, raw tuna as an appetizer. And I tell you, I, uh, I'm i not a raw tuna guy. I, I, something is off with it in my taste buds. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, you know. But that carpaccio, that raw beef, oh, my Lord. Doesn't even taste like raw beef, but. Hmm. That's um, crazy. It's uh, wet aged and then dry aged, or at least the one I had was. Uh, oh man, it was good. That would be good. But and then, yeah. dude, yesterday I about kicked myself because it dawned on me. I was watching uh, this show on Food Network. Uh, the best thing I ever ate. Oh, yeah, and they yeah. bring on these TV chefs or critics or whatever, and they tell you about a restaurant and the best thing they ever ate. And then they spotlight that. Hmm. And Alton Brown was on there, and he was talking about steak. And the restaurant owner was talking about how, you know, the minimum, you know, the cheapest steak on his menu, whatever, the cheapest is dry aged 28 days, temperature humidity controlled room and they showed it i'm like son of a gun i actually have 
a temperature con- and humidity controlled airtight room. It's called a refrigerator downstairs that's completely empty. Hmm. I could have been dry aging beef. Ah. Are you going to try it? Yes, I am. That'd be cool, hey? Yep. Because I have some incredible E3 meat steaks in the freezer. Yeah. I'm going to be thawing them out and dry yeah. aging them. Huh. So. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, once we're all done with this, is just spending time to cook food again. Like, oh, man. I'm so sick and tired of, or even that, like, you know, if I'm going to go into town and pick up a load, like a truck full of lumber, and I do it about four or five days a week, and uh, I go to Tim Hortons, and I get, like, a bacon chicken ranch wrap, and it was, like, crispy chicken, and I'm like, I mean, I'm like, ugh, I can't even eat burgers anymore. We've been eating so bad that the idea of just getting a burger, I'm like, because I've outburgered myself. You get two hamburgers from A&W in a week. I'm like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Oh, I can't wait to just, you know, one of my favorite Christmas meals. Uh, it's simple and you do it inside. Like we've got you know, this big old cast iron pot, get it nice and hot, sear steak. And then in another cast iron, we've got like a flat one. And then we just do some asparagus. And then in another one, we'll take cherry tomatoes and just kind of toss them with some garlic. And boom, that's it. That's the whole meal. And you got a nice steak that's just, you know, cooked on a flat top. And that asparagus and then tomato. Oh, it's so delicious. And it's simple, right? It's not overly seasoned, but it's just so good. Oh, man. Especially when you buy like a really good cut of meat from a good butcher. Oh, man. I'm excited about doing that stuff again. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you with the raw food thing, have you ever had ceviche? Uh, Never heard of it. Okay. It's a South American thing, and it, it's a it's kind of common some places. Like, I've, I've seen it on menus, like in Texas and stuff, but um, basically you cook seafood with lemon juice, and it actually will cook it. Like, you can take oh, any yeah. seafood, put it in lemon juice, and it actually cooks it. Like, it... You know, as far as it's an acid, it breaks down the proteins and yeah. We did a uh, my Cuban pork. You marinate it in citrus. Yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, I was working in Santiago, Chile, and uh, we went to a nicer restaurant. The company where the consultant that we were doing this work for took us for a nice meal, and I had ceviche, and it was so delicious. I don't generally like seafood. Uh, this was a bunch of stuff. Like it was octopus. Um, I don't know. There's scallops and the whole bunch of that type of seafood. And then there was some actual like cubes of fish meat, all of it in ceviche. And this was like, like and, and like lemon slices in there and sliced cold onions. It's almost like a, a lemony vinaigrette, but it was, it was so delicious. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get wild and crazy, right? I'm in, I'm in Chile. You may as well try something local. Something I would never have a chance to eat. And so I was like, I'm getting, and I was, oh man, I thought, I'm just going to try and get a couple bites down. Oh, I ate that whole thing. I wanted another one. It's actually good. Good old raw food. Yeah. Some, you know, some food is okay, raw. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, this guy I used to know, he'd eat raw potatoes. Like an apple. Oh, like, that's, that's gross. Just, that's gross. I've heard you can get worms from that. That's what I was always told. Maybe that's just something like moms tell their kids so that they don't try it. But my mom always yeah. said if you eat raw potatoes, you get worms. <laughs> no, you get, uh, I don't know, you get you know, raw starch in there, but you get gas. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't want us doing no, it. I think that's why he did it. But Huh. Oh, so you know what I'm thinking about doing? Um, I think I'm going to buy a surface grinder, like the attachment for a 2x72. Ah. Yeah. I've been looking at which, I don't know, I, I think I'm going to get the Black Fox one. You know one thing I heard is a really cool hack, and he shows it on one of his YouTube channels, Thaddeus, the guy who owns that company. Um 
or if you want to, so most all of them have the magnetic chuck, and I think they're all, I think all the ones that are being made for 2x72s are, you know those, oh, what are they, those yellow welding clamps? Yeah. Here's, yeah. I bought two of those. They're amazing, like just to use for welding and stuff. I think most of them utilize that in the base, so you, you know, you kind of twist it and it locks it, and then you take it off, which makes sense, right? It's nice, you're not using electromagnet. But what he he showed this thing, he said, if you ever need to flatten, precisely flatten blocks of wood, and I'm like, uh, how are you going to do that? He's like, just hot glue it to a piece of scrap steel. And I'm like, that's brilliant, <laughs> you know? So you got like a piece of quarter-inch steel plate, you just hot glue this wood to it, and now you could, you could so quickly and so precisely flatten blocks for like scales. Yeah. I thought, I'm like, because I often get a nice piece of wood or I'll, I'll buy wood that's been stabilized and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn this into scales. And it's like, so I cut it with my bandsaw and then, you know, often I'll put it in my milling machine and that is a very slow process. Very precise and I, I like it because I don't like to think about it. It's like when I go to put those on, I want to know that everything's even, right? Like I'm starting out with good measurements so that, it, you know, it's not going to come get me, but it'd be so much faster doing it that way. Just... Little hot glue, then done. Totally flat, totally even. You know, I was like that. That use uh, of it has really kind of pushed me over the top. I'm like, okay, now because I, I want one for flattening steel, and it, you know, you can clean up the steel really nicely. And especially if I'm going to get into doing uh, Damascus and stuff, it's a real advantageous tool. But seeing that, I'm like, and I can use it for like how many of my knives that I make? I think we got ourselves a deal here. So. I think I'm going to order one of those up. From Thaddeus. Yeah, it should go well with his 2x72. Yeah. And the nice thing is, too, then it's not like you're having a whole other machine, right? Like, I've been looking for a couple of years for an actual service grinder, like just a tool room one, and you can't find anything for under 3000 bucks. And then most of them have a three-phase, and so I've got a either run three phase, you know, just, I'm like, ah, this is so simple. It's like, okay, I've, I've got my grinder. I've got two grinders I can put this on. That's it. All I need is to build some type of a storage rack or I've actually got room under one of my workbenches. So I like that idea, you know, with limited space that we have, it's like, okay, I have a service grinder now that has the exact same floor print of all my tools right now. I'm not adding any more tools, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can get a, two, uh, <clears throat> Tool room grinder here for, you know, service grinder, you know, six hundred to a thousand dollars. But you don't know if it's well taken care of, lightly yeah. used, or totally clapped out. Yeah. And they're a precision tool, right? So if they've been totally oh, yeah. abused, man, you're you're gonna have a hard time getting consistent results. Oh yeah. <laughs> you go in for like a two thousandth of a cut, and also <laughs> you just grind a smear down your knife. <laughs> Yeah, and Thaddeus is, is adjustable, so if you want to do taper tangs, you can adjust it for that. And I'm like, I could see myself taking advantage of that. I kind of like, I don't know. How, what's your thoughts on tapered tangs? If they're done well, yeah, you know, if the if it if the design of the knife lends itself to that, uh, the commercially available a long time ago hunting knife that I used had one and most comfortable thing I've ever held for work you know because mm -hmm. dressing out an animal at zero degrees is work I don't care what anybody says mm -hmm. but but that comfort isn't a result of the tapered tang though right some of it really yeah I don't have you know giant hands so yeah yeah um you know, I'll make a knife or something, and then so many people on YouTube, the comments will be like, oh, you should try tapered tang. And it's like, I've, I've done one tapered tang in my life, and I just did that by hand, right? But I don't know. I don't know. It's, if it's going to be a really fancy knife, I don't mind it. But if it's not a super fancy knife, yeah, I don't know. But it would be cool to be able to do it on a surface grinder. I think I think our connection's gone. Hey Todd. Yep. Oh, you hear me now? Yep. Did we did our, did our connection go out? Uh, it's been going a little bit. Yeah. In and out. In and out. Yep. Um, 
But yeah, no. I also think, could you imagine if you could set up a, like one of those handheld, the, the surface grinders that are for a 2x72 at an angle so you could grind in bevels? That'd be crazy. Uh, It'd have to be a perfectly it, it straight blade. It could be kind of like the jigs you can make that uh, like golf does for a CNC work. Mm-hmm. So it holds. You have one for the first bevel, right? And then you you know grind in that particular bevel. Then when you flip it over, you'd have to have a different jig, yeah, that has the negative to that bevel, yeah, you know, yeah. Otherwise, it's just hanging out there in her, in in the air. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of golf, but no, be- yeah, I mean it's like. Um, the marriage of manual and CNC kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's just you mentioned golf. It got me thinking about YouTube. I have not watched anything on YouTube probably for three weeks. Isn't that terrible? Yes. I I miss it. <laughs> I miss it. The only thing every now and then, like uh, so, the Calgary Flames have been playing in California, and so those games are late. Like they'll start at eight o'clock at night. So. Sometimes I'll come in, I'll be done work, and I can catch the last period of the hockey game. But, man, I haven't watched anything. I've been listening to a lot of stuff. Um, Oh, dude, I listen, I, well, I listen to probably one of the best books I've read in the last 10 years. Um, it's a book called Thou Shalt Prosper by uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Dude, man, it is an unbelievable book. Like, incredible. Uh, it, it's all about like his whole premise is kind of like why do and this this is just factual why do Jews have such an advantage in the marketplace in business right because they do um you know you look at he, he kind of goes through lays it out like the the percentage of fortune you know Forbes top four hundred or whatever what percentage of those are Jews and you compare what percentage of the American population are Jews and when you look at all this stuff. Jews are, and just statistically, it's just factual that they are way more successful than non-Jews. Like, it's just a fact. It's And by a long shot. And so he goes through the traditional Jewish teachings and how it relates to money and business and people. And he breaks it down and says, this is our advantage. And it's so interesting. Like, uh, you know, they use the Torah, which is like the first five books of the Bible. Um... I obviously have a different uh, viewpoint as, as a Christian than Jews do. You know, Judaism is is different. But, um, man, it is a fascinating book. And he calls it ethical consumerism. Or, no, ethical capitalism. I'm like, man, it is. There's, you know, some people that are like, oh, capitalism is wrong. Capitalism. This book outlines and explains so clearly and... You can't even debate it. The advantage to how ethical capitalism works. Oh, it's a good book, man. I was uh, I'm gonna be listening to it again. Steph's listening to it right now. We get that like app where we can listen to our library. But I think I'm gonna buy a digital copy of it too. We have the. My dad actually gave us a copy of the book, but it's a good book. Have you ever heard of that book? No, I know the concept. Um, I've uh, studied an, another. A Jewish uh, individual that teaches the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I can't say whether it's the same thing because I've I've read lots of financial books. This one is unlike anything I've read. I'm like, wow, insane, insane. But you know, it's it's a yes, it is. Uh, Hard to put in words. It's culture and religion and their society is geared towards success because their success and their closeness to God are so closely related. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. In a way. Like I truly believe that, you know, if you give money away that you know, that will increase your wealth. Right, like the biblical uh, method of tithing. So you give 10% of everything you make 
Um, I, that I, I would argue with anybody that that is absolutely guaranteed. Like I've I've seen in my life, I'm like, wow. When I when I tithe, all of a sudden, wow. Oh wow, I didn't know that was coming in. I didn't know this. It's just unbelievable, you know. And I I believe because of my religious beliefs, but you know, if you find someone who is good with the money, and so you get an opportunity to make money, and then it's like, okay, cool, I've got this money. Now you know what? Let me. How can I do good with this? How can I give money to people? Well, if you're a person that does that, God is going to create ways where you're going to get more money because you're going to use it for good. And that's not to say that that filthy rich people aren't selfish, stingy jerks, because there are some very successful people that don't give anything away. But I don't know, man. It, it's well, how dare you talk about Bezos? Yeah, does he not give anything away? I don't know. I don't know much about the guy. Well, he's like a. You know, another really rich guy that into electric cars and Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know, uh, in the last... I mean, there years, are selfish rich people. How dare you? <laughs> good job. <laughs> that was a good one right there. Smooth, Todd. Smooth. How use their own person against them. <laughs> That's right. Do you know what I heard is interesting? Bill Gates in the last 10 years has given $250 million to media. Interesting, hey? Interesting how when he says stuff about virus, he gets all the attention and everybody listens to him and he gets published well, and spotlighted. There's a group of what a queen uh, critic. Liberal-minded, very rich people that just feed on each other. Yeah. You know, they're that's their echo chamber. And the sad it thing just, is it's bad for us that their echo chamber is everything you buy, everything you watch or listen to. Yeah universities educate even like coming down to you know middle school indoctrinate kids on on their woke ideology you know it's crazy it's so funny how um cancel culture has not been labeled as bullies yeah because that's all they are yeah 100 i think um Dave Chappelle you, you was getting to Joe close Rogan to much? calling him that, but he wanted to stop a little short because, like you said, he doesn't have anything against the people he's making fun of. That's Sorry. his job. He's a comedian. Who are you talking about? Dave Chappelle, oh, okay. a black comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. trying to cancel him for his transgender joke. Mm. And Netflix is like, yeah, you know, we're finally going to take a stand. We're going to stand behind Dave Chappelle. Ooh, really brave, standing behind a black comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, our, our internet cut out. I didn't hear who you were talking about. Okay. Uh, yeah, do you ever, do you listen to Joe Rogan much? Uh, I did, then I don't, you know, I'm not, eh. But I've been I've known about Rogan since the early, uh, his early, early comedian stand-up days. Mm-hmm. So I've known he's batshit crazy and a dopehead for decades. Yeah. He says some smart stuff. He is, he's got some knowledge in there, but I wouldn't call him a scholar. No, no. And he, he always, he says, he always calls himself, he says, I'm just an idiot on a microphone. Like, I don't know yeah. anything. I'm not an intellect. But, but um, he has some really smart he's people He's got on. to be one of the best interviewers I've ever witnessed. Yeah. You know, he's got, and, and the thing is, he has really smart people on. And so, and and he he's got enough. Uh, he's a smart dude. Like I, I wouldn't say he's super brilliant, but he's smart, and he's smart enough to get out of these super smart people a lot interesting and fascinating information. Uh, sometimes, right? Sometimes it's not like <laughs> I listened to one with Ted Nugent. <laughs> well, he was his point to that was to try to help people understand that follow Ted for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. follow his ideology on, you know, freedom. Yeah. You're following somebody who's crazy. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. You know, because yeah. Ted is crazy. His mind is roasted from years of uh, illicit drug use, but hallucinogens. He's, he's He claims otherwise. Oh, no. He said on the podcast, he said, I've always been sober and I've always been clean. Nope. 
Nope. His <laughs> band members will really uh, argue that point. See, I I believe that, but it's, and it's, so will my late uncle who arrested Ted Nugent. Um, <laughs> just completely roasted on uh, hallucinogens, PCP. That's, that's funny. Because yeah. he said on the Joe Rogan podcast, he goes, you know, they're all partying. But he says, I've always been clean and I've always been sober. But then when I hear him talk, I'm like, this guy doesn't seem like someone who's always been clean and sober. Like he's Oh, no, he's had some <laughs> uh, substance-related brain aneurysms or tremors or strokes or something. Huh. You know, those little things that – because, you know, you can, you can tell a tweaker, even if they quit 20 years ago, What's a tweaker? Uh, somebody like meth, oh, okay. ice, stuff like that. Yeah. You can tell because they're still jittery. Hmm. Dude, did you get wasted last night? No, I haven't touched that stuff in 25 years. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what did you do? Huh. Were you smoking kerosene? <laughs> yeah. You know. That's funny. Very few people that act like Ted, have never done something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it, it surprised did. that Rogan's not uh, acting more weird than he does. Yeah. But he was, he's in, he has stayed in just incredible physical condition for so long mm -hmm. from a very early age. That's got to help. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know because, you know, my traditional run of podcasts, I mean, usually during the week, like when I'm doing certain knife making stuff, I don't like to listen to stuff, but I'm like a factory worker now. And so I need, I was just running out of podcasts, right? Like I'd listen to back episodes of shows that I liked. And, and then the one thing, you know, is that you put on Rogan and it's three hour podcast. So it's like, okay, cool. This will entertain me for the morning, you know? And so I've been listening to one or two of his podcasts, and I, I kind of have to go through and select somebody that looks interesting. Um, but yeah, they're they're kind of fascinating. Listen to friends. Weird Medicine once in a while. Is that a podcast? Yes, it is. What's it about? Weird Medicine. Huh. It's comedy and medicine. Oh, really? It's that guy, Doctor Steve. I like. Huh. I'll have to check now, that out. It does contain adult language and adult situations, but. He drops some knowledge bombs all the time. Huh. I'll check that out. Because, you know, he, um, he was, his character of Dr. Steve was created through the Opie and Anthony radio show a long, long time ago. Okay. Because he was a fan of them. He, he would call in. Then he became like their doctor. And mm. uh, he, he, used, he used to be into like a professional TV show, like audio video guy. Mm -hmm. And this is like when he was a teenager, he used to do NWA wrestling. He would, he was the guy who videoed and taped that, hmm. right? Yeah. For the Jim Crockett promotions. And then, uh, he did radio, like the technical side of radio. Mm -hmm. Uh, then he became a doctor and a, a compounding pharmacist, a scientist, uh, and now he he uh, does uh, hospice care for dying patients. Mm. But since COVID, he's started doing some other stuff again hmm. uh, related to that. Uh, and he has really unclouded this whole COVID thing for you know simple hillbillies like Todd, because hmm. he's a scientist and a yeah. doctor. Yeah. And he took part in the trials, and he's already had COVID. And, you know, so he, he, he explains why all that, those things happen in a way normal people can understand. And then you realize that both sides are full of crap, um, both outlying sides, you know, like the far yeah, left, yeah. the far right, the yeah. far vax and the far not vax are just full of crap. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, like we say, in the middle there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And... uh Anyway, because he talking about this new variant that everybody's oh, new, so scared of. New and he did, it took him seven minutes. And part of that was joking to explain why you shouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Seven <laughs> minutes, including yeah. about four minutes of jokes. Huh. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Weird. What's it called? Weird medicine? Weird medicine. Yeah. 
You know, I saw this thing somebody put on the Instagram. So, so the new variant, whatever it's called, like uh, symptoms rese- resemble that you'd get after feeling after a hard day's work. No wonder the liberals are terrified of it. <laughs> Anyways, we better wrap it up, Todd. I got to get to work. All right. Weird medicine. Cool. I'm, I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to go check that out after I get out to the garage. Thanks. No problem. I I really enjoy it. Um, I think me and Dr. Steve got some humor isms in common. But. Right on. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening, and thanks, Todd. I appreciate it. Always uh, thank like you, hanging Jeremy. out. Watch out for splinters. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully next Friday I'll be we'll be done our orders, and we can actually have like a non time constrained podcast. Because often we'll go for two hours, right? An hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, we've gone from hours. anywhere from forty five minutes to almost two and a half hours. Yeah, it's nice when there's no. And I think time we only stopped that day because we both had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, right on. All right. Well, you have a good day there, buddy. And thanks, everybody, for listening. See you all later.